0: Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, loyal podcast listeners. This is your host, Michael Smalley. Wanted to remind you, check out SmalleyInstitute.com because you can go there and sign up today for free to the number one reason relationships fail online course. When you sign up, you will start learning immediately exactly why relationships get in trouble, whether it's marriage, parenting, friendships, business, doesn't matter because all relationships get stuck in a universal pattern, and when you don't know it, you fail. So sign up today at smalleyinstitute.com for the number one reason relationships fail online course. Uh Welcome back to Smalley Marriage Radio. This is your host, Michael Smalley. It's day 14, people. 14. Straight days of podcasting. This is a part of the 28 statements from Jesus that will transform your relationships. And 14 is going to hit something rather important because Jesus and even though i'm just going to read matthew 7:12 in in matthew 7 and then verses 1 through 12 ooh watch it jesus is giving you a significant warning and it's an important warning because i think it helps you take the statement serious and you guys have all heard this if you don't already know matthew 7:12 it's the famed golden rule, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So the golden rule is in this section in 7, chapter 7, verses 1 through 12, where Jesus is addressing your attitude towards others in God, but specifically about being judgmental and he kind of he he's addressing two types of judging or being judgmental because not all not i mean sometimes we have to judge but the first sort of type i'm going to hit on here is the hypocritical type of judging and trust me my friends this is not where you want to land because if you are hypocritically judging others it means that you're more you know you're most likely guilty of the very same thing you're judging in the other person paul talks about this in romans that's why he cautions you hey careful be careful what you're judging in others cuz you you probably are guilty of the very same stuff and the hypocritical type judgment is scariest because you probably don't even realize you need the same grace and forgiveness, but are frankly too preoccupied with the other person's issues. Jesus is trying to warn you, this is the worst sin of all. I'm going to read in Luke and it's Luke eighteen nine through fourteen. I just I want this recorded, and I want you to pay attention. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. It's the religious people, by the way, the Pharisees, Sadducees, which we still have them today. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. And hey, I'm going to take a break for a second. I, even though I think I have an intellectual understanding, man, that word, do not just rush by that word despised. The Jewish people could not have hated someone more cuz usually that was a jewish person that they felt betrayed by because they're taking their money and, and and they're typically corrupt and they're taking the taxes and they're keeping more for themselves and giving whatever to I mean yo so yeah, this is crazy he's got like the religious elite the pharisee and he's and he's comparing the two actions So one was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer to himself. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week. And I give you a tenth of my income. But. Jesus says. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, oh, God, be merciful. Be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, Returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Dramatic pause as I drank from my water because my voice was dying. Oh, wow. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Jesus is smacking us around. This is what blows my mind about religious or legalistic or pharmaceutical people who've read the gospel. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I do, obviously. We have wounds and we have injuries and spiritual and emotional and misunderstanding and, and the evil one is at work seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, but come on. How in the world do we read the gospel and then walk away with a hypocritical, judgmental attitude, man? And I do it. Frankly, I'll even do it, you know, getting upset about other people that I think are doing it, which is why I have to constantly remind myself that, dude, you're you're broken. And so that first bad form, which Jesus is— emphasize this is the worst thing you can do sinfully. The healthy though is 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 understanding that once you get that you have your own junk and that you need God's forgiveness and that you are broken and incomplete without him, how you approach others about their problems is going to be different. It's going to be more compassionate and understanding. So it's not that you're unallowed to confront someone or to challenge someone, and, and and especially someone you love. You can do it, but don't if you're not fully aware of your own stuff. Because if you come at it as a hypocrite, like, hey, I'm innocent, man, you're not going to get received well. So just, you know, the healthy version of this is your self-awareness of your own crud. And you know, ultimately, that God is the actual judge, and you are merely trying to help out a fellow disciple of Jesus. That's your heart. Your heart isn't to juxtapose, look how great I am and how messed up you are. It's, hey, we're messed up. And I don't want you to have to keep suffering from these choices that that you keep making. So come along, let me come alongside you. So, how does Jesus want you to love others? Here's the deal positive acts of love defeat a judgmental spirit. This one statement, this one statement from Jesus is a grand summary of all that Jesus taught about relationships with others. He wants you to be compassionate, forgiving understanding, empathic, frankly, he, he's trying to tell you, look, do unto others as you want them. He's going, listen, all the things that you are wanting from others, that's what I want you to do. He's, it's like John Piper I heard once call that like this Jesus Christ-centered hedonism where he takes advantage of our own sinfulness because every one of you listening knows what you want from people. So Jesus is like, look, you already know what to do because it's what you want. So just go ahead, take the initiative and do it for them. It's really about turning your complaints about other people and how they're treating you into acts of love for them. And you might ask, how in the world is this possible? I'll end with this trusting in Jesus, that he is going to empower you to pull it off. Think of it as a miracle, because it is. I was young. point out the colors in you I see them too and boy, I like them I like them I like them we wait way too fly to partake in all this hate We are here vibing We vibing We vibing Alexa, play Ariana Grande Okay I just want you to come with, me, with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today